Welcome to Reality Check on KelownaNow.com. This is the Survivor Podcast. I am Mark. And I'm Cassie, and this is episode three with our interview with Candace. Make sure to stay tuned tomorrow for a special episode when we interview Big Brother 15, Amanda and McCray. That's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, so the first thing I want to touch on here is something we didn't really talk about in the last podcast was uh, about Caleb's little power move there at Tribal. What did you think about that? Because we didn't really talk about it at yeah, all. Yeah, we, we didn't get a chance to talk too much about it. Um, It was a huge, huge move. Um, A lot of guts. It, it's been kind of... I think last time I said, I don't know if it's ever been done before. Did we talk about it? Maybe I not. Think we talk, I think we touched like, on it. Touched on it. Yeah. Um, it's never been done with success before. So he did it, and it worked. And now all of a sudden he's being seen around camp as like the... Puppet master, or kind like of, the, yeah. The, the man with the power. Well, at this point, I think he's someone to watch because he just is coming out of the shadows. Now he's the swing vote, and you know, you notice that Hayden is starting to get a little worried and, and sketched out by by Caleb, and you know, and even Aris, or sorry, Vitus. Vitus. I, I get so confused Vitus. with those. Two. I know Aris and Vitus. Aris and Vitus sitting in a tree, yeah. But yeah, they were having that conversation in the canoe, and he's really trying to schmooze them and just talk about everything, and Caleb's sitting there stone-faced the whole time. But um, what did you think about that conversation with the boys in the canoe? The, when they were in the canoe? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what, what they said, to be honest. Okay, we'll um, just pass over that we'll one. We'll pass over that one. <laughs> um, and, isn't it awesome when you just don't remember? You know, yeah, I should I should watch the show the day before or the day that we're doing the podcast and not, like, I hate how they, we get to do the interviews, like, the day before, like, six days after the, yeah. the show airs. That's how CBS does them, so it's really weird. But, so then I get, I get a senior moment and I forget. <laughs> so, moving right along. Today's joke for senior citizens. <laughs> yes. Um, so next thing, Laura M. trying to use her groping powers on Aras. Oh, she was like, okay, they were, they're both married, right? Or at least Laura, Laura's she is, married. For Laura's sure. married. Yeah. And she was like literally all over him. It was pretty disgusting to watch. And it was so funny because they kept focusing on her, her ring, her wedding ring. Yes, while I she know. she was doing it. Yeah, it was very, it was very weird. And she was being a little, yeah, I'm watching with my wife and my wife was like, if you ever went on Survivor and there was a girl doing that to you and just being all, I don't think I'd be too happy. And well, yeah. No, I think what it comes down to it, like I just, I personally can't respect um, a woman in the game when she uses that as a strategy, you know, rather than try to build like a good bond or relationship verbally with these guys, she's basically throwing herself at them using woman tactics of, woman you know, oh, I'll take care of you, I'll give you back rubs and cook Those for you, but, witchy you know, woman tactics. there's more to women than that, and you can be a strategic player without having to go that low. I just, the, I, I don't like watching I know, it. Was, it was, it, I guess it was only low because she's married, maybe? Because there's been, I mean, Survivor. For 20 years, there's she been said, many, so. I, Yeah, and there's been many, many women on Survivor that have used their sexuality to further themselves in the game poverty um but yeah it's it's happened and but but in this case i guess just because she's married it makes it a little different or, yeah. or worse um 
But obviously it didn't work. No. Because. <laughs> well, then at the duel, um, Jeff and his, he's, his little liners are, are pretty hilarious to watch. But him saying to Candace that um, she's got so much to say and she's never even been in camp was pretty funny. But to see, to see Candace actually get wiped out by Brad and John was pretty sad, to be honest. Sad and, and surprising because I thought, I thought she was just going to be a beast out there yeah. and, and do really well. What did you think about John's choice um, to give that clue to Monica? Um, uh, I think I think he just wanted to make a you know make a, a scene with the Culpepers again, and and because I think he knew she would burn it. See, but that's when your personal feelings yes. are getting in the way of the strategy of the game. Because I know he knew. Well, I don't know he knew, but. I'm assuming he knew that she was just going to throw it in the pepper again. Throw it in the pepper. I got cold peppers on my brain. That he was going to throw it. She was going to throw it in the in the fire. And so, like, I feel like if he would have, you know, offered that to someone like Jervis or, you know, the RS or Vite. I can never say his name, the Vetus, Vetus guy, Vetus. you know, Vetus. to or even someone like Tyson. I think it would have been a little bit more. Who knows? More what those strategic, guys would have and I think, and I think more for the game, it would be better because now there's been two clues to the immunity that have been burned. Yeah, and who knows what could have happened? Especially had Monica got both of them, mm -hmm. you would just assume that she'd probably find it. You would hope, but maybe not. Yeah, um, I just thought it was lame. There's so I, I don't know. I just thought I thought it was really boring them giving it to Monica. It was so yeah, predictable. Like, very predictable. Oh. Very predictable what she was gonna do with the uh, yeah. Because we want there. Can you believe there has not been a single immunity idol yet? Like no. usually by now there's at least two or three floating around. Yeah, but there's, there's none. really no talk about them. It's like nobody wants them. It's like a the virus they want to stay away from. Yeah, which makes no sense. Like you want to have immunity idol just seems yeah it's it's bizarre the season is kind of going in a weird weird way definitely but i think that's what they want i think i think they cbs is like well we've got returning players again and maybe they just maybe they just want to mix it up and have a different vibe because mm -hmm. it does seem like there's a different vibe this year so we've got the best quote of the episode you ready for it yeah what, what did you choose this week He's not just a dumb jock. He's a lawyer, too. He's not just a dumb jock. He's a lawyer, <laughs> Monica too. was referring yeah, to her husband. I know, when she yeah. Was that, that was yeah, so yeah, funny. Right at, yeah, I was like, right then. He's a lawyer, too. Which we, I, I didn't know. Did I didn't know? know either, no. And I guess a lot of people didn't know. Maybe, yeah. So I guess he's he's a lawyer, too. But what does that, does that prove anything? No. I don't know. I just, I didn't There's, think... Oh, it's going gonna, gonna to get mean, so I'm not even going to go there. Do but, it, do it, let's well, okay, go. Okay. Come on, come on. He just doesn't seem like the type that would be, be a, a good lawyer. He could be one, maybe, but not a very good one, I don't think. Um, Can we, should we, like, throw out lawyer jokes? Like, there's so many lawyer jokes. No. Well, we won't, we won't. <laughs> no more senior we won't offend, jokes. We won't offend lawyers. <laughs> um, no lawyer jokes. So then after the duel, Monica and Tina were talking, and Tina looked so bored during that conversation she looked like she was ready to just she looked like she was thinking about like the square root of pie she was <laughs> thinking about then she started thinking about apple pie or 
And then she started thinking about ice cream. Like, she was on another planet. She wasn't yeah, listening she was to a word listening. Monica said. She may have been listening. She wasn't hearing. No. Or she was hearing but not listening. I know. I just found it funny. Monica just kept going and going. Monica was babbling and Tina was having none of it. Can we just talk about Tina for a second? Uh, sure. Tina, like, I, I, I'm not, I don't mean to, like, diss her or anything, but she does not look... She looks a little too old. She how would it, how do you win a million dollars? Yeah, it happened a while ago. But how do you win a million dollars and then look like she just doesn't look? But the thing she, is, that I think going on Survivor adds years on yeah, her probably. life, right? So she's done it once. Yeah. So that added probably an extra maybe five to ten years onto her age now. Yeah, she just doesn't uh, look too. She doesn't look her age. Let's just put it that way. But anyway, I'm just trying just to my, Google here while we're talking. This is my side. Yeah, let's. How old she is. We, you know, know, you could ask, you could ask Siri. Well, I, I I do that a lot. I'll say I'll ask Siri how old is so and so. Should we do that? Well, sure. Let's see. I'll see. Let's see what Siri says. <laughs> how old is Tina from Survivor? Well, Siri didn't tell us exactly, but it did bring <laughs> it, it. Siri did bring us to the Survivor Wiki with photos of. You know what? Though being a woman, she's fifty-two. She oh, looks wow. like she's a lot older than fifty-two, right? Am I right? She just looks like she's lived a long life. That's all I'm going to say. I'm a woman, and I know we're sensitive towards age. So yes, I'm just going to say true. she looks like she's lived a very good life and a pretty long one. Yes. But like okay, I said, well, Survivor I think adds an extra five to ten years. Yeah, that, life, could so. be, that could be. We'll 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 leave Tina alone for now. Yeah. Because we're gonna eventually have to talk to her and then She's gonna hate us. If she hears us, she'll be like, What the Really? Expletive. She'll be like, Really? <laughs> so, <laughs> really? Um next point of topic here, uh the highlight of all of the bug bites and wounds and, and Katie's toenails falling off. Poor Katie. That was pretty gross. I uh, don't I think it was good for us to see that it's all, you know, not roses behind yeah. it all. And, and but bugs, the bug bites. It was pretty bites. disgusting. Yeah. I, and All the close-ups of her toes and her wiggling her toenails off was just a little, little too much for me. And it's just one more. This is another bit of proof for me that I will never be able to be on survival. <laughs> me either. Just, like, <laughs> sleeping when you're getting bitten, and I, that's just not for me. Mm-mm. Like, I, I'm not a camper in the best of times, but going there and having bugs bite at you all day, all day and night, no, not for me. It's got it. Like, and it's such a mental game, too. And and to have to deal with all of, uh, you know, the just the, the environmental things around you on top of the strategy of the game, on top of the relationships with people in the game and worrying about the other side, like... It just must be so grueling. Like, you probably need, like, at least two weeks after that just to get your head on straight. Yeah. Yeah, I think, oh, who was it? Uh, we'll come back. But there was someone I interviewed, like, from a previous season, and they said it took, uh, oh, dude, uh, I, can't, I can't remember, but it said it took him, like, a month or so yeah. just to get himself, like, he had lost so much weight, mm-hmm. and he was, like, sick for a month. Now, I can't remember who it is, but anyway... Um, yeah, comparing and Survivor to, like, Big Brother, I wouldn't do either, but 
Yeah, at least with Big Brother, like, they feed you. <laughs> yeah, and this is actually a perfect segue, because I want to talk about the immunity right. challenge and Hayden with the ring tosses. I thought he was going to be able to annihilate these ring tosses because that's what Big Brother is. It's throwing right. things, throwing. rolling balls, and doing puzzles. Yeah. So, you know what? Hayden is going to own this. And he didn't do as well as I thought he would do. Not as well, no. 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 I, I really thought he would do a lot better, but no, it, it was kind of disappointing. Like, you got to see him in a new light that he was, you know, at least getting something accomplished, but... Uh, he comes from Big Brother. He won Big Brother. He should be able to throw a hoop and roll a ball. Like but that. again, though, like like what I said, when you're starving and, and probably sleep deprived. Well, and this is the know, interesting maybe, thing, too, is that the whole scenario, they were either going to win that steak dinner and the spices and everything, or mm. they were going to get the fishing equipment. Yeah. And in my head, I, all I kept thinking about was teach a man to fish. Yeah. He'll eat forever. Give yeah. a man a fish. He'll eat for a day. Yeah. So that was the whole and scenario they, that was in front of them. Right. And, and they, they literally the picked eat for the yeah. day. Yeah. And the, I think they were, but they were just so hungry. Like so hungry. So losing, many losses. So many losses. And I think in your mind, that's all, they, they just wanted to, they saw those steaks. And yeah. Even me being a vegetarian, if I'd been out there and like I was starving, mm -hmm. you just never know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it looks good. But yeah, I think they'll regret it as soon as, because after an hour or so from eating it, they'll be, their stomachs are just going to be so, oh, what did I do? Because yeah, they probably exactly. ate so much. And they're like, why don't we take the fishing stuff? Exactly. Well, like like I said, they're, they're only going to be able to eat that for, for a day. So it's good in the short term but after so many losses they should have been thinking you know how are we going to provide for ourselves long term right right because who knows when the next one will come out i hope i hope it's soon because i'm sick of watching the loved ones just get i know through. i um, agree then you got laura b uh trying to stir the rupert's woman right trying to tr stir the pot and and go up to cat and say oh you know everyone's talking bad about you because you didn't want to sit out and I found it pretty funny when Kat said that she has to accommodate those at the bottom. It was just harsh. <laughs> those at the bottom. Yeah, that was a little harsh. But, you know, Laura's trying to get tell Jervis, oh, you can come sit on my towel or you can come sit on my bed. Like, she's really trying to get everyone to invest in her, and they really, none of them care. No, they're they're not having any of her, which which is too bad. But it, it, it was kind of awkward to watch because she's she's trying so hard well, she seems like she's trying she seems, really hard she seems, and she seems like a nice like person, a nice person yeah. but they are just not at all interested in you know she's probably gonna go soon yeah or well and this this okay so it came down to the decision between two lauras yeah <laughs> i found yeah. that funny but when it when it came down to it, the guys were like, oh, you know, let's get rid of Laura B because she's pretty much useless. She's annoying us. We're just sick of her. But then Tyson was like, you know, listen, we actually should get rid of Laura M because she could probably beat Brad. So instead of people aren't looking in the short term of, you know, we got to get this person away from us. Mm -hmm. You know, the the vets are thinking more along the terms of like, who can we get rid of on Redemption Island instead of who are we sick of? And the yeah. loved ones has been the opposite of that. Yeah. It's who are we sick of? Who are we sick of? They're yeah. not thinking about the, the other hand of that. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And I think, well, obviously I think this week, tomorrow's episode, um, they're going to switch things up, aren't they? 
Yeah, something. There's there was a sneak peek to something, so something big is gonna happen. Yeah, I think they're gonna say drop your buffs, and it's not gonna be quite the merge, but I think they're gonna start mixing the tribe yeah. a little bit, like they have done many times. So I think that's coming. So who knows? Well, and at the at the tribal council, um, when they ended up putting or all voting against uh, Laura M to go, but before that, Jeff actually said directly to Laura B, Rupert's wife. Do you belong out here? And that was <laughs> brutally hilarious and harsh. Harsh. Extremely harsh. And and Jeff is the man for putting people on the spot. That was... I don't even know how I would answer that if he would yeah. ask me that in front of everybody. Do you even belong out here? Uh, I don't know, Jeff. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff has been... He, he's been almost ornery, I find. A little bit, eh? A little. Since he lost his talk show, his daytime talk show, it just seems like he's... Uh, He's not as happy. <laughs> I don't know. And it was a good talk show too. Just if you, did you ever watch it? No. It was good. Like he he's such a personable guy, and he he tried to make it it's so positive, like such a about positive people. Mm -hmm. And it, we actually watched it for a while, but then they kept retooling it, and eventually they canceled them. And so maybe he's just maybe he's just a bitter man for being canceled. <laughs> it's like my talk show didn't even last a whole year. Yeah, that's funny. I don't um, know. Well, and then Kat, I found really funny when she was hiding in her hoodie as, oh, Laura, M as Laura M was about to leave. She just yeah. pulled her strings real tight. I don't exist. No one can see yeah. me. I'm going to hide here until she walks away. And I was surprised. I thought Laura M was going to say something. I know. I, I felt the middle finger coming. Yeah. Or a, something, something, something like, like she, that. No, she just left no. and walked right out of there. I know. I, lo I love Kat, by the way. I think she's. We haven't got to see much of her, but she, no, from the not in, the, she not in this like season. She's been a lot in previous seasons, if, if you've seen Cat, but I, she's a cutie. Mm -hmm. I like Cat. So yeah, tomorrow's episode is going to be really interesting, and um, it's, I can't wait to see what that twist. I'm going to say the twist or the or yeah. the or post -mer or pre merge. I don't know whatever. The one thing I actually was thinking about the whole time while I was watching the episode yesterday, Big Brother that Big Brother lacks is. How Jeff at all of the duels says, Survivor's ready? I just think that's such a cool line to yeah. say. And it's like, it just kicks things off and it gets <laughs> you fired up. Yeah. Big Brother doesn't have that. No. No. No, Big Brother's just very... Because there's no... I mean, there's no one there really, Big Brother. There's no one even really hosting. They they, they pick their own hosts and they don't really... They, don't they can really be like, Big Brother job. house guests yeah. ready? Yeah, and, and they don't even really do a good job of, of, of being the host because... They're not in. But yeah, I just, I love that line, Survivor's Ready. Survivor's For my ready? first year yeah. of Survivor. I yeah, that's true. Is, yeah, you're, it's it, really fun. It's great doing this podcast with you that you've never, you, this is your first Survivor yeah. season. So it's it's good to hear your perspective from someone who's never seen it before and who's always been a big, big brother fan. I want Julie to have another tagline other than expect the unexpected. I know. It would Can be nice they, if she had something like, I don't know, I can't even think. I was trying to, I was thinking about it for at least four hours last night. What would be a good tagline for, for Julie to say something similar to Survivor's Ready? And I came up with You couldn't come up after no. four hours? Yeah. That's really sad. I should probably do something we more know productive. How, more productive. <laughs> or you should just sleep instead of that four hours. Spending the four hours thinking of alternatives to expect the unexpected. Which really, it, it's a good Use of four hours. How do you actually come up with? No, I know. I got nothing. Because they for need now. it. Because expect the unexpected. Come on, man. It's, it's getting a little old. But yeah. So, so next year we've got our interview with Candace, who's 
It was really good to talk with her. It's good to talk to her, but uh, she rambles a little bit. So, you know, we kind of apologize in advance for her rambling. But, but she's in, it's not like she's rambling, saying nothing. She does have a lot to say. And she's not boring either. No, and she's laughing now, so that's good. Yeah. You know, she's laughing and smiling. She's laughing and, and smiling. Now, and so. she seems in, in really good spirits. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, any Candace fans, she's she's okay. She's doing all right. And, yeah. I, I mean, she's a doctor, so. Well, now that she's gone, I am rooting for her, man. Yeah, rooting for John. We'll Even see. though they both are doctors, I don't know if they need a million dollars. I know. Do they really need a million dollars? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But they do live in the States, so probably they do. Yeah. They live in Washington, D.C., yeah, they probably very expensive, need it pretty bad. Uh, yeah. place to live. Cool. But um, yeah, enjoy uh, Candace and uh, enjoy Survivor tomorrow night, Wednesday, 8 p.m. on Global. And we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow. Candace, um, you know, what's been driving me crazy, and I'm sure it drives you crazy, why do you think the tribe just happened to pick you as the first out that couldn't even play? sitting there kind of staring at each other in Ponderosa, counting up their numbers, you know, trying to decide who they thought they wanted to work with. And we weren't there for that. Um, so, uh, you know, I think when given the opportunity, you know, 30 seconds in to vote someone out, um, I don't think anyone specifically did not want to play with me. I think they just thought, well, you know, in this last-minute situation, this person is the last person who showed up, and I haven't really thought too much about how they were going to fit into it. So just get rid of them because I've already kind of <laughs> um, thought about everything else. So I I believe that that's probably what happened. Does it does it still keep you up at night, or do you just whatever? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's whatever. Um, I definitely was was a lot more upset about it. Um, and every day, every day that goes by gets better. <laughs> That's good. But, um, it, it's tough. You know, it's a game for a million dollars. And I came out there ready to play, ready to win, um, and w was excited to play with my husband because I think John is a great asset. Um, he's a very smart guy. He's very different from me, though. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I guess I've been known as someone who's a little bit, um, paranoid in the game and John is is the opposite and I thought we would make a good uh, combo out there um, so yeah it does keep me up at night sometimes you always uh, think woulda coulda shoulda um, but as time goes by you can you can deal with it better <laughs> that's good to know what was going through your head after Jeff said uh, you have lots to say and never been to camp um well, you know, I think it's easy for people to, um, it was so funny because every time we went to the Redemption Island arena, I'm sitting there, you know, in the arena, I'm the monkey dancing, you know, for their entertainment, and <laughs> these other people are sitting up there being entertained, but every time we went, there were two or three people crying, sitting up in the stands. And not just the people whose loved ones had been voted out. They were people who had loved ones sitting on the other side. And to me, I just thought it, that was so irritating every time going. 
and thinking, you know, you guys are the ones that are safe up there. You're playing the game, and I, you know, haven't had a chance to play the game, and I'm I'm here fighting for my life every time. And so, and you know, there was a lot of uh, interaction at the Redemption Island Arena that we, you know, obviously didn't see. And there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the show that you know we don't have time to address. So, you know, there were we we talked to to plenty of people and, um, you know, people had their opinions and, you know, to, to sit there and kind of judge the people in the arena, I thought, um, you know, if you're going to judge me, I'll judge you. So Yeah, for sure. I thought, you know, Jeff said, you know, you've never been to a camp, but these, uh, you know, you have a lot to say about these people. But, you know, there's only so much game that can be played from Redemption Island, and all I have is the information that people you know, who are voted off, come back and, and share with me. And uh, all I have to, you know, all, the only time I have to influence the game is when I'm in the arena. So I wanted to collect all the information I could and, and see what I could do with it. Um, you know, when, I, when Jeff asked me who I wanted to give the idol to, I, you know, I looked to the returning players tribe and kind of asked, does anyone want it over there? And I, I tried to, you know, get information that way, engage who who felt like they were um, on the outs or nervous about their position. So, you know, I tried to use all of my time at Redemption Island, well, not all of my time, but all the time that I, that I had in order to get information about what was going on in the game for, you know, potentially going back into the game and seeing, trying to see what the dynamics were. So, you know, I, I think Jeff, likes to stir the pot sometimes, but, you know, I was doing what I could to stay in the game and still still be a part of it and uh, for a possibility of going back into the game. Well, it was, you were a machine in those challenges, in those duels. It was amazing to watch, but at that last one, what was it like hearing everybody cheering for Brad? Uh, it was difficult, you know. Normally, I had John sitting on the other tribe being my cheering section, and, uh, he was next to me competing, so it was tough because everyone was cheering for Brad, and uh, you know there were a few people giving him hints, and and no one you know was giving me hints or or John hints, so that was difficult. And you know every time we went to Redemption Island, I felt like most of the people were uh, cheering for my competitors. Mm-hmm. I don't think that anyone wanted one who was voted out in the first thirty seconds to come back with their Fury to, yeah. you know, to um, to come back to haunt them. So I don't think anyone was looking forward to me coming back into the game, and uh, it was tough because that challenge was ended up being so close in the end. It was, it was very so close. close. Oh my so gosh, it was devastatingly second. close. I'm sure. Now, you know, I think what a lot of people want to know is when when Brad was boarded out and he came back. And he was with you and John. Was what was life like? Because uh, we didn't really get to see what was life life was like with you guys on Redemption. Once Brad was with you, was it rough? Did you hate him still? Or um, you know, hate's a strong word. I um, <laughs> in the game of Survivor, you know, Brad had voted my husband out, and his wife had voted for me. So the Culpepers were dead to me. <laughs> In the game of Survivor, in life, I don't think that they're bad people, and I don't harbor any ill will towards them at all. 
But when he came to Redemption Island, I was I was ecstatic that he was there. I wanted him to be there. I wanted him. I wanted to have you know the chance to beat him, to go head to head with him, and um, so I was happy. But then immediately I started backtracking because I was, I was like, wait, now I have to listen to this guy talk, and um, he kind of is a little bit of a motor mouth. Um, he, he's a he's a nice guy. Yeah. Did you guys end up making amends? Because that's his biggest thing is he keeps saying that he can get people back on his good side. Was amends like? Did you guys get any of that at Redemption, or were you just kind of, you know, yeah, Brad, yeah, Brad, cool? Uh, on my part, I think it was definitely like, yeah, Brad, whatever. <laughs> you know, he spent all all the time talking about what a good guy he was and how it made sense to do what he did and all this stuff. Um, but I, I wasn't buying any of it. John was more forgiving than I was, although he wasn't, he didn't forgive Brad at all. He just thought that I should be nicer to him. Yeah. <laughs> we would sit there in camp, and I, I just didn't have anything to say to Brad, and you know, John would chat with him a little bit. Um, but that's John's nature. He's, he's such a nice guy, such a sweet um, person. He's very forgiving, and um, me, not so much. You're not. And, you know, we didn't really get to see a lot of you smiling. Did you Did you smile much? Did you get to smile much during your stay? Or how long did it take for the happy Candace to come back? <laughs> I did actually get to smile a lot. Um, as soon as Rupert left um, and Marissa came, the energy at Redemption Island completely shifted. I think Rupert... Um, was definitely upset, just like myself, to be voted out first, and there was a lot of anger when he was there. Uh, but when Marissa came, she's so, you know, she has so much energy, she's, she's so exciting. And we laughed nonstop. Um, you know, it's really not that um, relevant to the game, so you don't get to see much right. time on Redemption Island. But we had a blast. We were fishing together and laughing, and we had our own little... You know, Marissa was calling it Candissa Island. Candissa Island. And when John John came, we had we had a lot of fun together too. We had our little fishing competitions, um, you know, where we tried to see who could catch more fish, and um, it was fun. It it allows you to step out of the game a little bit and just enjoy the survival aspect and enjoy just being there. And uh, you know, unfortunately, most of the time that you saw me, I was focused on what I had to do to stay alive in the game, which was, you know, win, because every every challenge to me before I went into the arena, I was telling myself, this is a million-dollar duel, and it was, mm-hmm. yeah. because it was do or die at that moment, so I, I tried to stay as serious as possible at the duels, um, but I'm not, I'm not that serious all the time. Last question, guys? Yep, yep perfect. Um, the the million-dollar question. John told you to have some cheap burgers at the end. Did you have any cheap burgers? There were no cheeseburgers to be had. <laughs> um, actually, I think in the Philippines, it's really hard to get cheese anyways. Um, and no, sadly, no cheeseburgers. I think no there was fried chicken on oh, okay. when I came back. And... Um, but it was it was interesting because I really wasn't that interested in the food. I was just so upset. And on my other seasons, I had lasted so much longer, you yeah. know, thirty and thirty one days that I think probably the first thing I was thinking of was food. 
but it was it was a much different situation and I felt I felt pretty sad to leave and to leave my husband and um, so it you know the cheeseburger was not where it was at for me when I left. <laughs> okay. right. Awesome. Well, it's great to talk to you, Candice. Thanks for answering our questions. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for best. having me.